What is up, guys? It is Quinn here, and today we're going to be talking about some rookie running backs. So basically, I'm going to be going through all the rookie running backs that were picked in the first three rounds, and then handpicking a few guys, you know, who went in the fourth or later that I think can be fantasy relevant. And I'm going to be talking about their current draft price, and then basically whether or not I would be buying or selling this current price. I think there's a lot of value out there with rookies in general, especially at the running back and wide receiver positions because there's some uncertainty. We don't know how great of an NFL player they are because we haven't seen them on the field. We don't know how they're going to be utilized by their offenses, but especially at the running back position, it is tough to find running backs with high upside going outside the first like three rounds just because the position is so valuable. Everyone wants to stock their team up with these workhorse backs, and so you're going to be able to find you know, potentially rookie running backs who we don't know that they're going to be workhorses, but they can step into those roles, you know, either right away from day one or maybe later on in the season. And so I think there are some really solid kind of pockets of value here at the running back slot. And let's just jump right into the first player. And we're going to be talking about a Brees Hall. And in my opinion, he is a very strong buy. Right now, he's going off the board as the running back 19 at the 4-5 turn. And like I talked about, I feel like Brees Hall is the perfect example of finding upside outside the early rounds because we're already hearing question marks about the usage. Is he going to be in a committee with Michael Carter? You know, Will he be able to translate to the NFL from day one? Personally, I think Brees Hall will finish as a high-end running back two or better. I'm very confident in him this season. I think it's possible he starts out slow. Maybe this is a little bit of a committee for a few weeks, just kind of introducing him into the offense getting his feet wet a little bit here, but I'm very, very confident he is going to establish himself as the clear number one. I think Michael Carter's 2021 season has been drastically overhyped. There was a stretch there where he was fantasy relevant, but I'm hearing all this hype about how Michael Carter is going to take away receiving work from Brees Hall. Like since when is Michael Carter a better wide receiver or, you know, better pass catcher than Brees Hall? I just straight up think that is untrue. He was targeted 55 times last year. But if you really look at it, 23 of those 55 targets came in two games with Mike White as quarterback. Mike White was feeding Michael Carter and Ty Johnson out of the backfield. I believe Hall is the much better pass catcher. I really think he's better in every single area. He was a super strong college prospect. Obviously, the first running back picked in the draft. He was the workhorse for three seasons. He's a very good athlete. And guys, the Jets traded up to draft this guy. They jump the Texans who are in the market for a running back. They move up to draft Brees Hall. I don't think you make that kind of move to do like a 50-50 committee with your fourth round pick running back that you basically proved, you know, you didn't want to be the starter by going out and making this move. I think Brees Hall is going to be the guy. I think he's going to be very heavily involved. This is an up and coming offense. Honestly, a pretty solid offensive line that I think, you know, has some high upside. You know, I think they're probably could be viewed as like a middle of the pack group, but I think this is a very high upside unit. If this Jets offense clicks, I mean, I think Brees Hall could be a mid-tier running back one from day one. If they don't click, you know, they're still kind of getting it going. I think just based on volume alone, he can be like a back-end running back one. So I absolutely love Brees Hall for fantasy this year. Now moving on to the running back two from this class, we have Kenneth Walker. He's going way later than Brees Hall, rightfully so as the running back 29 in round eight. Personally, I strongly dislike this Seahawks backfield. I just think it's going to be gross. This offense is going to be bad. 
they get Baker Mayfield, maybe a little bit more interested. But right now, this offense will not be good. Low scoring. They just do not throw to the uh, running backs, which is obviously disappointing for fantasy. They lack that receiving upside. If you look at Rashad Penny's like absolute tear towards the end of the year, like he was dominant, but they would just not throw him anything. It was kind of crazy the ratio of like rush attempts to uh, targets that he had. And I just think this is going to be a solid split between Kenneth Walker and Rashad Penny. I wouldn't be surprised if this is kind of like the Bronco situation last year with a Javante Williams and Melvin Gordon. Rashad Penny has shown that when he is on the field, he can produce. Now, obviously, being on the field is kind of the issue here for Rashad Penny. So if he does get hurt, I could see Kenneth Walker turning into a very solid pick, just becoming the workhorse, even though it's not like a super elite upside workhorse position. But I feel like you're kind of betting on injury there, which I don't love to do. I don't think I'm personally going to have many shares of Kenneth Walker, but I'm not going to come out and say it's a terrible pick because I have talked about like this hidden upside with the rookie running backs. Round eight, you're not giving up like elite draft capital. So I'm not a huge fan of him, but I can't say I hate this price. I do think it's pretty fair. So Kenneth Walker, kind of lukewarm on his ADP here. Next up, we have James Cook going in a similar range here, the running back 35, a ninth round selection. And I kind of feel similarly with Cook as I do to uh, Kenneth Walker. This looks like it's going to be a committee with Devin Singletary. At least it's going to be a high-scoring offense. You know, better to be in a committee in a high-scoring offense than a bad one. But I just don't really see James Cook being a three-down back. Whereas with Kenneth Walker, I do think, you know, he has that potential. But for James Cook, he's not a big dude. Five foot 11, 199 pounds. I feel like he's much more of like a third down back getting you know a few carries on early downs but just like with Kenneth Walker I can't come out here and say he's a sell because he does have that hidden upside Devin Singletary has not proven himself to be a very good NFL running back he did finish the 2021 season on a tear but I mean like you feed a running back on a good offense volume he should be putting up solid fantasy production so if he like falls a little bit from his ADP you know there's going to be a few spots where I'm drafting he's like five ten spots you know pass where he's typically going I'll take a shot on him but he's not someone who I'm like actively targeting at his current price now we're kind of having a big fall off here at the running back position there's not a ton of guys who project to have like really strong roles from uh, day one but I do think there's some solid handcuff value and one of those players here is Rashad White he's going off the board as the running back 42 round 13 so he's going to be like a later round pick kind of filling out your bench that type of guy. I think Rashad White has elite handcuff potential. I don't see him having much, you know, involvement or upside on a week-to-week basis. I think he's going to mix in, but I don't think you're ever going to trust him if Leonard Fournette is healthy. However, if Leonard Fournette goes down, I mean, Rashad White could turn into a high-end running back too, and that might be kind of underselling it. This is a backfield you want to be a part of, especially, you know, as a handcuff option. He showcased a three-down skill set in college, six foot, 214 pounds, a very good athlete. So I think he's a very, very strong buy. And this is something that I'll talk about, you know, throughout the offseason as we get closer to the season. But I feel like when I'm looking at the running backs, we saw a lot of running backs go down last year. And I feel like that's kind of made people pivot off of the position. So, you know, they're passing earlier on some of these workhorse guys. They're picking up their running backs round eight, round nine, round 10. I think I'm going to take a little bit of a different approach. 
I'm still going to be attacking those workhorse running backs because I think the upside of them staying healthy and hitting is very, very high. But instead of attacking those round eight, round nine, round 10 guys, obviously if I get a value, I'll go for it. But instead of going after those guys, I'm getting the elite workhorse running backs and then I'm piling some handcuffs on the bottom of my roster because we know injuries are going to happen to the running back position. And so if you can draft a guy in round 13, all you need is an injury and all of a sudden they become like a top 18 running back, you know, the value just works out so well in that situation. So I really like Rashad White here. Next up, we have Ty Davis Price with the 49ers. I think he's an interesting player to have as like your last roster spot. He's going as running back 50. I think he could kind of project to be like the B side of an Elijah Mitchell committee. Mitchell would be the A, Ty Davis Price would be the B. I could see him having some early down and red zone work. The thing is, this 49ers backfield just always kind of seems like a mystery box. So it's not the worst thing to kind of invest in the running back two or running back three on their roster, just because you never know what's going on. Remember last year, everyone thought Trey Sermon would be the number one or number two. He's buried on the bench. And Elijah Mitchell comes out after Moster tears his ACL and just takes over as the running back one. So I think he's an interesting player to have your eye on. You know, maybe you want to roster him heading into week one. Or maybe, you know, you're just kind of watching him, seeing how his usage changes, and then maybe you add him off waivers. So that's kind of how I feel here with Ty Davis Price. On to Brian Robinson, going as the running back 57. He's probably going to be undrafted in most redraft leagues. I'm not super interested here. He's part of like this dreaded committee with three backs. You know, committees with two running backs is not ideal. With three, like that is a problem. He's here with Antonio Gibson and J.D. McKissick. So unless like one of these guys gets injured, then you're probably interested in Brian Robinson, but they're healthy. I just don't think he's going to be fantasy relevant. Next up, we have Damian Pierce going off the board as the running back 40, round 13. Definitely a much more like viable fantasy option here. He's interesting because I think he has the potential to lead this Texans backfield. He's competing with Marlon Mack and Rex Burkhead. I think he's going too far ahead of Marlon Mack in terms of ADP. But I don't necessarily think Pierce is overvalued. I just kind of think Mack is undervalued. Odds are this is going to be a pretty gross situation. But I think like round 13 ADP, it seems like a reasonable spot. Don't hate it. You know, I think if you're drafting him as running back 40, he's your running back four. That's a decent shot to take. Next up, we have Isaiah Spiller running back 44 going in round 14. Just like Rashad White, I feel very similarly about Isaiah Spiller. He is an elite handcuff option. If Eckler goes down, I think he steps up to be like a top 15 running back, you know, if he can take that Eckler workload. And I think he will be mixing in behind Eckler as the running back too. I think he could see some early down work. I think he could see some goal line opportunities. It's kind of why I'm a little bit off on Eckler for redraft. Like I still like Eckler, but he's not going to be like my top three running backs. Like he's not my RB3. Think he may be like my RB6. I do think Spiller would be involved, not enough on a week to week basis to be startable, but one of these handcuff options where if Eckler gets injured, Spiller steps up and could, you know, potentially be a league winner down the stretch. So I really like him at this price. And now on to my final running back. We have my guy Tyler Algier, one of my favorite, like late, late round running backs. He's going off the board as the running back 47. And I just think he's going to have the opportunity to have a role in week one. You may say this Falcons offense, you don't want to be involved in it. The backfield's gross. You have Cordero Patterson there. But guys, Mike Davis, 
Do you remember how bad Mike Davis was last year? He was terrible. He had 138 rush attempts and 58 targets. That is not a bad stat line for someone in a committee. We know Cordero Patterson is older. He hasn't really played like the running back, wide back, whatever you want to call him. He hasn't done that his entire career. Injury is probably possible for him. We saw him wear down towards the end of the season. Maybe they want to use him as a pass catcher. Their wide receivers are not good, whatever. There's a lot of variance here. And I just think Tyler Algier, if he can have a role from day one, he can expand on it. We don't know how they're going to use Cordero Patterson. That's the first time we've seen him used in that way. Maybe they phase out of it a little bit because he was pretty successful as a wide receiver when they did put him out wide. So who knows? But I think Tyler Algier is a very strong buy here at running back 47. He's your RB4, RB5. I think you feel pretty solid with that heading into week one. So those are the rookie running backs. Let me know what you guys think about these players down below in the comment section. I'll make sure to get back to all of you. Tomorrow, we're going to be talking about some rookie wide receivers. So a very similar type of video. Stay tuned for that. But thank you all for stopping by and I'll see you guys in the next one.